What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. You. Dale que tu puedes. What it do? That's good. Um, you were on a trip lately, weren't you? Well, first, let's uh, address the elephant in the room. Oh yeah. Well, KGB is uh well, he sent us an, a note saying that he will not no longer be not nah, bullshitting. He just couldn't make it today. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. I was like, "What? What do you know?" <laughs> nah. Thank you for thank you for saying that though, by the way, cuz I feel like I do I do K dirty when I'm like here and he's not. I never acknowledge that he's not around. Wow. So I'm glad that you did. Yeah, I'm foul, a foul, my foul dude. And then we we tried to sub in, recognize. I gave him a call, and in true uh, fatherhoodness, he's like, "Yo, I gotta go pick up the kids. I, I would oh. love to join you guys." He's like, "I'm in the studio, and I'm rushing out to pick up the kids." I feel that. <clears throat> I said, right, "No hard feelings, Reco. No nah, bullshit. Fuck you, Reco. No, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, what's up, Manuela? Oh, man. Oh, I was on a podcast yesterday talking dad stuff that was actually really interesting. What was it? Uh, it's called The TV Show. T-E-E-V-E-E. He was on our show a while back, like a year and some change ago. Um, great dude, marketing guy who uh, really thoughtful about his approach to life, really, but especially when it comes to being a dad. Um, so I, I don't know exactly when it'll drop, but I'll be sure to spread the love and see if anybody's interested. But it was it was fun, man. It was fun to get deep into like parenting strategy, holding yourself accountable and that kind of stuff. Um you had something you were gonna add to that? No, no, I was gonna say otherwise things are I mean I'm dealing with rounds of fucking kids being sick, so I feel like I'm EFN over here. Ah, you see, talking yeah. shit about me, you get that. Rakata. Yeah, everybody hit everybody. And we had guests from Florida. They came, caught it. Took oh, it oh you gonna blame Florida for it? No, 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 no. <laughs> we we fucked them up in this uh, case. They uh-huh. just took it back home. So get ready because it's spreading around around your neck of the woods soon, I'm sure. Right. Um, I was gonna I want to talk about my recent trip with the family, but uh I don't know. I'll just get to this. I, I was scrolling through my IG feed and a homie that I follow that that was an MC out here in Miami. And uh, I'm not sure if he's still spitting, but uh, he goes by the name of Seven Star, hmm. um, MC Seven Star. He posted something and it had me kind of like thinking and in a little bit in my feelings to a degree. And I want to get your take on it. So he posted uh, one of the worst things. I've ever done as a father was to leave my kids at school in the hands of absolute strangers as a toddlers. It hurts me to this day. 
I'm sure this feeling of regret will never leave me like I left them. Wow. I wonder what happened. He didn't go into any detail, like, or is it just simply the fact that he did that? I just think simply the fact and like, so, and then I just read a couple comments, you know, and there was like a mother that wrote in there that, yeah, you know, that she remembers how she used to feel and that she didn't want to do that to her kids into the pandemic. She thanked the pandemic for keeping the kids home. Right. And and his kids are a little older now, so that's why he's like kind of reflecting. But reading the the mother's comment made me think because I tell this to to my girl all the time. I'm like, you know, and when it comes to picking up the kids, I'm like kind of really hardcore about picking them up as soon as possible. Yeah. From school, because one thing I do remember is I remember being that kid seeing the kids leaving. And every time a kid left, like I started getting that like like a butterfly in my stomach feeling of like being scared or worried. Yeah. Like I was being left like or my mom forgot, you know, and then I would like play out these scenarios of like and sometimes I'd be end up being like the last kid or, you know, like as every kid leaves and it starts to get more quiet and and, and, and you, you start to feel more alone. I'll play out these scenarios of like, you know, did something happen to my mom or did my mom, you know, my, my parents aren't together. So now did my mom decide to leave? Oh, wow. And I would like play out like me being taken to an orphan. (laughs) Like I would play out like all these crazy scenarios. I had a very wild imagination as a kid. And um, I mean, that's not that wild considering like, I think that's a very real fear to have in that scenario like yo your pops bounced he didn't i mean he he did i mean he, he, he like, wasn't he wasn't divorced like, and then he yeah. just wasn't around you know yeah Not but like then like for, us, but for you to go from that to then yo did my mom decide to leave now like that's logical and it's fucking terrifying so i could see that yeah and like i mean it would it was so crazy that i remember my mom she would i think i've said this on the podcast but she would pull up to a like we'd be leaving like the neighborhood or whatever and she'd have some mail and she would like pull up to like to a mailbox in the corner and she'd like okay you know put that in the mailbox and i would be like oh she's about to drive off on me oh wow no i don't remember you saying that and i would like go to the mailbox like looking back like so like, you would you say that you still have well maybe not so much anymore but like growing up you've had like this fear of being alone or abandoned i should say yeah man i did because also you know and i think part of that trauma comes from like my you know we moved from where i was born in la and we would come to miami where my dad ended up moving to and we moved back and forth and then miami was just such a foreign place to me if you know although we did have some a little bit of family in Miami. We, we, you know, my family that I was close to and that I knew was in LA. So I felt, we felt alone out here. Right. And I just, yeah, I just think that that added to like the fear of like, like, you know, where am I? Like I'm in some foreign place and you know, my pops is kind of doesn't give a fuck. And maybe my mom is like, fuck it. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. So that trauma still lives with you, but in the sense of like, Yo, I don't want to ever have my kids even contemplate, have to contemplate that thought. Yeah, no, I just, I remember those feelings of being like, like, it was like, I was, yeah, it was, I was, yeah, I I, I was scared, bro, as a kid. Like, 
again, and it was all psychological. I remember just like, like telling myself, like, you know, like fucking stop thinking crazy. Like, you know, your mom, she's just running late. And my mom had a, my mom was on Cuban time all the time, dude. Right. So she was always fucking late. So, <laughs> so, you know, uh, so it was just like, but every time I would be like, fuck, you know, like I would go through the motions of now I got to go to an orphanage or, you know, this and that and like child service. Like I just went like years down the road, what I would end up being like, like it was just all terrible. And, um, or that I would end up with my dad, which at the time I was completely scared of being alone with him. Right. He was on some shit. So, so yeah, I think about, I, I've always told my girl, like, I want to pick them up sooner than later. Cause I don't want them to go through that. The idea of them even thinking that, you know, as the kids leave, you know, and I remember a couple of times that we had to pick them up a little bit later and you go into the, into the school and it's a small school because it's preschool and it's quieter, you know, because there's not that many kids. There's not that many parents going in and out to pick up the kids. And then when they see that you're there, you like, you kind of see them a little sad and like, Oh, like they're not as happy to see you. They're, they're happy, but you see them a little like sad, happy, you know? Right. Like, damn, I've been here a little bit longer than I expected. Like, we're yeah, working. yeah. But then you add all you sorry, but you add that to the whole idea of even sending them to school right. at that age. And this dude's talking about he regrets that completely. Damn. Made me like, damn, man. Like, because sometimes I do think that. Sometimes I I say to myself, like, you made a mistake. Kids that aren't fully developed to the mentally where they could speak and understand a little bit more. I don't know that I feel that comfortable having them in in the care of, of strange adults. And so for both uh, your son is that's new for him. You got him going to school now. Do you feel like he's not able to communicate effectively enough for you to feel comfortable with him in a school environment? Communicate if something's wrong. Just because like you were saying, like you feel like they have to have a certain level of understanding and communication and be able to like communicate. Do you feel like he doesn't have that right now? The thing with him that I feel a little bit more comfortable is that he has his sister there. So I feel like with her being there, he feels safer. Mm-hmm. You know, like if he if at any point he feels scared or, or, or lonely, he could just like either hear her because the school's not that big or they if he's crying, they could bring her to him or him to her which we told him to do. So I just feel like with her, when she started, you know, I wasn't as comfortable and just for both of them in general, the idea of this, um, you know, we don't have a big family, but in, in big, especially Latin, I would imagine all minority families or just in general, big families, they can, you know, if the grandmas and the aunties are around, you know, they could take care of them. Because the reason for needing to to take the kids to school at young ages is because the parents got to work, got to do yeah. things, right? And you need to free up your time. Um, it doesn't phase yeah. me like it does. Like it sounds like it does you and and Seven Star. Um, I, I don't have any regrets, but I also think it's, it's different because I give a lot of credit to having three kids having one that's 15 years old, that's kind of gone through the cycle. And we, I think we were fortunate enough to have somebody who was very social, like socially outgoing, wasn't really phased by too much early and was really well, like spoken and like aware 
right? So, like, I think for her to be the first to have to go through that, we felt comfortable with. And then she imparted so much wisdom to her younger siblings that they almost mature faster than their age because they're dealing with an older sibling that's, like, schooling them on a lot of stuff. So she's been able to, like, really pave the road for them. So, I, I you know, I, I think it's just the way our situation ended up, I I didn't have those concerns. Now, I'll say this. We always, every time one of them had to leave the house and actually be going to school for the first time, it was always like we were hyper aware. We were like, yo, pay attention. What's going on over here? Like, see if we see anything funky where we're dropping them off. That would cause like a red flag for us to be concerned. And but we have the benefit that our kids like talk from an early age. They're always talking and comprehending really easily. So if something was a little off, I think we we've been able to sense it. That so that those are some of the reasons why for me I, I never thought of like a regret when it came to putting them in school at a at an early age. But this is the thing, man. Like, and and I'm listening to you that you're able to sense it on stuff. But I just feel like, do you ever? F- I mean, obviously you don't feel this way, but I feel like sometimes parents are overconfident in the way that they think they can read their kids. I agree. I agree with that. And, you know, and we take often this position or this mental position of not my kid. It won't happen to my kid. I I don't do that. I'm actually closer to more conservative than I am liberal about that particular sentiment. I don't I don't think that my kids are above any situation that you might see generally happening elsewhere that they they are unaffected or will never be affected. All right. So and then going back to thinking that we can read them well, I, I just feel like when you really look at a a toddler. Yeah, or, that's hard. Or a really or a young or just a really young child. You see, there's a lot of complexity in the way they communicate they they're figuring out you know also as kids to you know either that they don't want to get you angry they want to manipulate situations you know they're they're just learning all these these mental tools and emotional tools so sometimes you 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 don't really know where they're coming from that's fair but do you feel like you know enough and it's a small sample size particularly with your son your son is two right Mm -hmm. um uh, and again, this is not, I, I wouldn't say this is like the way you should measure it, but like you can tell extremes. You can tell when he's overly excited, joyful, and you can tell when he's the opposite. Right. right? And so again, like, I don't know, I can't sit here and say, yo, that's the way you should look at it. But at a minimum, you have those two extremes that you can go off of. <clears throat> and if something is like, I don't, yo, I, I do give a lot of credit to the gut feeling. Uh, it's worked out well for me in, in my child raising, but I feel like I, I understand. Like I'm not trying to convince you to the opposite. No, no, no. I just think that has your gut feeling. I mean, Failed? thankfully you've no, you've never had to maybe deal with something tragic, right? You know, but that's the thing. Like, and we you we used to talk about this on fathers. I used to bring it up all the time because I I'm always an extremist in my ideas. Or my thinking, because I'm just, I want to make sure I protect my children at all costs. But you hear about these schools where, like, the 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 teachers were, like, model citizens and all the parents, 
loved them and they were like you know no one would think anything and all of a sudden they turned out they're having like a child pornography ring in the school yeah, yeah. um i just feel like sometimes oftentimes things do go under the radar and small kids i i do believe in gut feeling and i feel it but but the thing is is that you have to be careful because you'll have a gut you'll be like no no something's not right and and you could also be overreacting because sure. you're also ultra sensitive to your child and wanting to protect them yeah sure. and it's hard to balance like when are you being a little bit over like you know like sometimes we'll, we'll we we'll talk to the the principal in the school you know and and they'll be like no don't worry like they they like in the beginning they were like treating us like new parents with first time kid in school and you know they're like kind of like hey you know you're kind of going a little over like they're not they weren't saying that but you could sense that they were like they deal with it all the time and they're kind of like we've seen your kind before yeah here's the template to deal with and then you you think about you know the the term helicopter parent and this that and the other so i don't know i i just think that this that post it did uh it did make me feel some kind of way because i did already have our those those ideas and that hesitation where I feel that it, you know, the ideal situation for a kid to go to school would be when they're a little older. And uh, even then, like nowadays, just the environment, the school environment. And not that anything is any better, because back in the in the days when we went to school, shit was fucking wow. crazy. It was wild. <laughs> but it's just obviously we're all hyper aware of like school shootings and all this crazy stuff. But um, let me ask you a question. How do you your daughter now four right four do you find are you more comfortable with her in school do you find like school is like she's getting benefit from school like you know development wise and all that kind of stuff do you find she's in a good place or path yeah i mean i think you worry less i guess is what i'm asking I don't know, man. I don't necessarily worry less because I just feel like even just like the bathroom aspect where she has to go to the bathroom and she still might need help from the teacher in some aspects. And and I don't know, you know, I just. I don't I still worry, but I try not to worry is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And I'm trying to just like, you know, read my gut feeling more and just look for red flags. But I always think about those things that just go under the radar like what you know the what ifs and and the only thing that that i do feel more confident about is them being together in school i just feel like and as they get older i feel like having you know having the strength of two versus one having each other's back is is going to be is important and, and will be clutch something that again just a tool that we use something that we do in our world is one. And I'm sure you do this as well. Like we, we have conversations. Sometimes we ask like very pointed questions like, yo, has anybody touched you here? Or when they were like little, real little, um, you know, when, what happens when you go to the bathroom, like ask them all these questions relatively consistently to get a gauge. But then also we talk to parents of their, the kids in their class not not on some like yo do you think your kids get in touch but like to get a sense of how their kid comes home how they feel do they see anything that kind of thing um and we i mean again like 
never come back with anything necessarily to worry about. But having that pulse definitely helped us or helps us, I should say, feel a little bit more like, all right, we, we're doing the right thing. And you know me, like we're not we're not the same when it comes to this stuff, but like I try to focus on the shit that I can control. There's aspects of what you said that you can control, and then there's aspects that you can't. You kind of just gotta like trust. And so you gotta figure, like, yo, did I make the best decision in picking the place for my kids to go to school based on what I know? And if you could say yes, then I think that says something. Cause especially in your case, because you are like very observant, you've got extreme like ways of thinking sometimes so that helps you hedge more than i think like me i'm more like ah, fucking let's give it a shot you're like well if we give it a shot they might shoot back let me you know what i mean so i don't know I, I think if you decide at the end of the day yo it's it's okay you probably did the right thing right i mean when it comes to picking out the place like i definitely put a lot of weight on my on my girl's shoulders to to do the she, research. she did the research and then we both go in and do the, the final out. yeah analysis um yeah man so yeah that was something i wanted to throw out there that yo this has been like I, I gotta say like the empty nest thing for you has really been like a struggle still it's been a couple months two and a half months i wouldn't call it empty nest i mean i right but i'm saying you don't have because you don't have the kids in the house for an extended period of time now. Right. Which is like emptiness junior. And I feel, and this is the thing, this is where a little guilt sets in because it really does free up, like both of them being in school frees up so much time that is like, you you forgot you even needed it. I mean, you knew you needed it, yeah. but once you have it, it's like, wow, like breathing room to get things done. Yeah. But at the same token, I'm like, at the expense of what? I never, I... I never hope to want to have to look like this, that post where I'm going to regret it for whatever reason. Yeah. And um, yeah, anyways, so that's, you know, I would love to see what any of our listeners, uh, viewers or anybody on IG or any of the socials, what they think, you know, please comment if we post yeah. this or whatever. Yeah. But on to other uh, developments. <laughs> so we, my kids went on their first flight airplane ride. Yeah. Uh, took them to the West coast. That was uh nerve wracking to say the least to leading up to it. Right. Where I was like, Oh man, this is going to be crazy. Like you were, you were like agonizing for weeks about this shit. Yeah. I was stressing it, man. I was stressing it. Uh, I mean, just look a, there's a couple layers to it for me, at least. It's 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 already crazy if you're just taking one toddler on their first airplane ride and long airplane ride. That's already right. stress. That's hard because it's like that's the first, and then it's like six hours. Yeah, right. Then we're taking two, so we're doubling that. We're going on this long flight, and then you know, there's a part of me just to be quite honest is like I'm I'm not really I'm not about the the celebrity stuff of of like drink champs you know yeah. yeah so i feel a little awkward you know i appreciate fans and i appreciate people who show love but i just it, you know i when it's with the family you know you just never know you just never know 
where people are coming from and the fact that someone might, you know, recognize you and you're not going to recognize, you know, you don't know that they recognize you. It's just vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that, that aspect of it too. So you couple it with like your kids and dealing with the flight and, you know, them, them potentially wilding out or, or having, you know, meltdowns. And then you add attention being drawn to you because of that and more attention potentially already being drawn. It's just, it's just a little unnerving, but uh, you had mad, you made mad movies in your head of how this shit was gonna go. Oh man, I had I played out scenario strategies, everything you know, like <laughs> how how are we gonna deal with certain different uh situations. So um, I I can happily report we made it back in one piece. <laughs> I see. <laughs> um, you know, my son on the way there uh, had a couple meltdowns on the plane. And I was I was almost expecting someone to say some shit because it was like he was screaming Going at the in. top of his lungs at, at a couple points. Okay. Uh, and then also, if he wasn't screaming and having a meltdown, he was just mad, active, and awake when people were like trying to like relax and sleep or something on the plane. He was like, you know, talk, screaming across the aisle to me, "Daddy, Daddy, I I want Daddy, Daddy!" And then he would like get up and look at the people behind him, you know, like that type of shit. Right. Um, so that was like the whole flight. He was like super active. Either he was active, just active, or having a meltdown. So that was that. Then it was crazy because my girl was with him and I was with my daughter. My daughter was model citizen on the on the flight. Both round trip? No, on the flight there. Oh. So then my girl's like, all right, well, we're gonna have to trade this time, you know, because he was calling for you at, at points of the flight. So okay. I'm like, all right, cool. So now I got him on the way back. My girl's got my daughter homeboy he falls asleep for like half the flight <laughs> knocks the fuck out i'm like she's looking my girl's like damn that's what you get you get to have him knock out on you that's not fair he knocks out my daughter's good but and when we're getting to the end of the flight we're already descending into mia she asks if she's going to school the next day oh shit and we just stay quiet and she fucking loses her mind. <laughs> Yo, my daughter's a drama queen, dude. She put it on like ah. We didn't even say no or yes. She just right. knew that the silence was deafening. Yeah. So she loses her shit. Nothing we could tell her unless we tell her you're not going to school was going to stop her from crying. And I did not want to tell her that. And she just lost her shit. But uh. So those that happened. The other thing, too, is on the way there, like juggling. And I told my girl, like I anticipated this being an issue, juggling uh, luggage. Yeah. You know, having kids that you might have to carry or that you're definitely going to hold their hands in a busy airport. They've never been in that kind of environment. Um, You know, I was telling my girl, let's pack. The, let's let's have the least amount of luggage possible she wanted you know she had like luggage for the kids the luggage that she's in her mind where they were going to carry around I'm like nah it's not gonna we're gonna carry that shit yep. and sure enough you know we we were carrying that and carrying kids and luckily i had some uh, some friends that they're practically my kids godparents uh my boy doe and his wife they they were they came along with us so they were huge help um but on the way back because i didn't want to check in bags Cause it was, it was a quick trip. Yeah. So, but on the way back, I was like, you know what? I think we learned something and we're coming back. Let's just check in the bags, you know, most of the bags. 
and and go light and that that helped immensely but yeah taking a bunch of luggage and then it's like you're on the plane and it's hilarious like the kids you know were wilding throughout the flight so people are already like looking at you like okay man and then and then when you got to get out you know everybody's ready to get out and you got to take all this different luggage out and holding up the whole flight and picking up kids <laughs> the kids don't want to move like my daughter she doesn't like she's like take dragging her luggage the wrong way and not moving i'm like come on come on move like and and then i'm holding my son and i'm walking out and you know the the stewardesses uh, you know greet you at you know like say goodbye to you when you're leaving and they like looked because he had been wiling out on the flight and they just looked at us and like nodded there like yeah good luck <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, our that was our, our our first flight experience with the kids it's so funny to me that it's taken well because you have a four-year-old that it's taking you guys this long to actually fly i don't well I you gotta put into account the pandemic oh that's true was a big part of us never really traveling with the kids that's true with with my daughter at least <clears throat> um so so you learned the luggage hack mm-hmm. what else did you say was a big takeaway i mean obviously i think the level of fear you had didn't amount to much as far as like what actually took place like your son wild out probably your son wilding out was the worst of it because of how long it might have been compared to your daughter's like shorter yeah and if it was a shorter flight he would have been fine i think a long flight like that you have to expect a hundred percent you're going to have some kind of a meltdown from such a young child did you have ipads yeah so yeah I bought, did. I bought ipads both of them i bought them ipad minis um the other the the one hack I did learn that I was like, well, the YouTube kids, which is what their favorite thing, is not gonna work on the flight, even with their Wi-Fi, because usually the Wi-Fi is crappy. Uh, and it goes in and out. So we downloaded, we we have Disney Plus, we downloaded a bunch of stuff, but it still wasn't enough for them because they're addicted to picking, like going through yes. videos. They're addicted yes. to that. They and, can't uh, they can't sit and watch an episode, a full episode of anything. No My kids too. And they're addicted to the, the way it looks, the way YouTube looks with the when they touch it and the videos pop up populate at the bottom yeah. and they can scroll like that side to side. That's what they're addicted to. So what I did, I, I you know, when he my son was having the meltdown on the flight there, I was like, I got to try the Wi-Fi and I got to try YouTube kids and see if it works. And actually, the Wi-Fi was it worked enough. Oh, OK. Um to where he was able to use it so i would probably you know definitely use that and and put on the the wi-fi from early on in the flight but that and then snacks make sure you got snacks yep and uh yeah it's pretty much oh uh, something that i did that i think it worked i think it, it helped a little is i bought a bunch of those like you know those little all those little toys that come in little packaging like the eggs and different things oh, yeah, like yeah. that yeah, uh, I forget what they're called, but there they have, you know, the ones for boys have like little cars in them usually or little figures for girls. It has like little dolls and accessories, yeah. uh, the LOL dolls and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So I bought like a bunch of little toys like that. And then when we got when we were getting on the plane, I was telling my daughter, if you're a good girl, I got some surprises for you. And then she knows what that means. And she got excited. And then, you know, as we started flying and she started like kind of just like. She wasn't doing anything, but I just she was like, okay, well, here's one. If you there's there's more to come if you if you if you're good. And I was like, So you were bribing your kids. Basically, I <laughs> like my son when one of his like he was about to when he was doing the daddy daddy thing and he was being kind of annoying. 
You were like, I go, I go to my girl here. Here's a, I had, I bought him like a little Star Wars thing here. Boom. He loves Star Wars. And he's like, oh, and then he was like playing with the little uh, stormtrooper for, for a good 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> hey, man, whatever you got to do. But it's funny that, um, again, like your extreme thinking didn't really play out the way you expected. So the flight, I'll, I'll call that a win. It wasn't as crazy as you would have thought it would have been. When you got to your destination, they were chill because they're not in their environment no more, right? Like, but they're kind of, I think they've done that before. So that's oh, not what? new. You mean like being in, in Cali? Yeah, yeah, being away from home. And basically, and for an no, yeah, they, they're, they're, one thing they've, they've gotten used to is being in hotels already, right. uh, you know, and dealing with that. So, you know, they don't sleep well. Nobody sleeps well in the hotel rooms. But the, like the first night, terrible sleep when we got there. Plus, there's a, you know, there's kind of like a jet lag thing. We got time change and all that. Yeah. But uh, the, the second night, everybody was just so exhausted that everybody knocked out. The, oh, the, the other hack, too, is, uh, well, one, I had, it's hard to find. So we did first class. I used all my airline miles. I'm like, I'm not taking these kids on this first flight and this long flight unless it's first class. <laughs> so I used all my miles for, for, for this. This quick trip. How many days were you out there? Two. Damn. One, really one, but it, it, it kind of two. Okay. So, so, um, so picking the seats, you you know, it's four of us to try to keep us together. So there was always one seat I couldn't get to be together. So at both flights, I had to tell someone to move or uh-huh. ask them to move, not tell them, ask them to nice move. So I remember we get into the plane and I'm telling my girl, my girl's like something she does. She's just like whatever about. But, you know, I fly a lot. So I tell her, no, we got to go in. Right. We got to be the first ones in there for luggage space for, you know, and we also have to ask somebody to move. So it's better that we're there before they even arrive. We get in the plane a little, you know, we're, we're first we're in the first ones in, but we still lagged a little bit. And some dudes like in the seat that I need him to change. And he's like getting comfortable. I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, hey man, you know, and I, and I purposely got the the seat that correlated, like it, it's the same seat, just right. another just row, different row. So I'm like, hey, sorry, but you know, I got family. Could you move to that seat? And he's just like looking at me, like he was just getting comfortable. And I'm like, fuck. Bro. I'm like, look, man, you know. And then he just, I mean, he can't say no. All right, all right. You know, so boom, he moves. Then uh, he so starts kicking the back of your seat because it's like, fuck nah. this guy. So that flight, and this is the thing that I would say for for parents, especially if you got two kids and it's four of you. We that one I did I like we were across from each other on the aisle so mm-hmm. one line but we're in the middle of first class so we're we're definitely disturbing everybody <laughs> you know what I'm saying right. and we're talking across to each other yeah so the next flight I got it where we were in the front corner and it was two and two behind and the other two behind right so now and then I put my son in the front so if he wants to do the look over in the back it's our family. And and if we're screaming, we're in the, you know, if he's having a meltdown, we're at least we're in a corner, you know, it, it kind of, I feel, secludes you a little bit. But it again, I, but again, I had to, so then we get there first on the, on the seats and then the, the other person comes in and I'm like, oh, can you move uh, to, it, it was an aisle seat. I said, could you move to the other aisle seat? And they were like, no, uh, it was a lady. She's like, no, because me and my husband, we got our seats next to each other in the aisle. So her, her husband was like in the aisle 
across the opposite side of the aisle. And I'm like, like just looking at her with a stone cold face. And I'm like, uh, so you're gonna, you want to sit with my kid? <laughs> and then her husband came, and she's like telling her husband, oh, they want us to move because they got a family. But he, she was like annoyed. Yeah. And I was like, and I, she's like, where's the seat? And I'm like, well, it'll be right behind you. It's the it's the aisle seat, but right behind your other seat. And then they did it, but they were super annoyed by it. Damn. And then they ended up, I don't know what they did, but they ended up telling other people to move for them. And they ended up together in the seats. <laughs> Musical chairs. Yeah, for real. Damn. Nah, that's too much. So um, yeah, we survived, man. We survived. We survived. That's good. That's yeah. good. So are you going to freak out next time again? Yeah. You are. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's, I, need takes, to, I need to go through the motions a couple times. I was going to say, it takes like five. Once you get to maybe three. To get through three of them joints, I will tell you, like, yo, and, and I know you're gonna say, like, yeah, nothing fucking ever happens to you. But like when we went, we took a Euro trip with all three of my kids, much younger. My youngest was a year. Yeah, she was a year, a year old, year and a half, um, a four-year-old, and then a ten-year-old. Uh, we went to we we went to Italy and started up in Milano Plausen. and then went all the way down to Rome and now we made stops along the way trains buses with like, a toddler a toddler my G yeah but you got two other kids that can help with the toddler yes but I also had at the time the two young ones animals so they were animals animals <laughs> or you gave them animals to take on the trip. they were animals and they ate animal crackers so yes <laughs> And so it was, it was, I expected it to be tough. I also had my mother with me. who was an elderly lady. So like, you have to deal with that as well. So I had to carry all the luggage and it was a lot of luggage. We were there for two weeks Hmm. to cover all that terrain. And bro, like it, it was as smooth as it could be. Like we had the iPads. We, we, Something we developed really early with our kids, and I'm sure you've done this, is the look, right? Like, the, your kids know when you give them the look, nine times out of ten, like, yo, shit got serious. You better chill out. It don't really me. work with toddlers that well. Bro. It did. Yeah, well, you tr- that's true. But because I had two other ones that knew what it was, she br- usually fell in line. She was the one that was the most rambunctious of the bunch. But them kind of forcing them like yo y'all better figure it out like play with each other like keep each other entertained like it worked and we were relatively chill throughout all all the plane hopping and transfers and all that stuff and and all the train rides but uh it it was wild but it was fun i wouldn't recommend it to somebody like you you're wild for that not yet but yo try it one day fun Nah, I'm trying to do a short. I mean, we're going to have to. We have family in, in the West Coast, so we're definitely going to do it again. Yeah. Um, But I want the next flight to be a shorter flight. Just Break to them like into more. go through the motions again. You know, what's funny. What surprised me is I thought that they because my daughter, one thing she said early on, before, you know, when we told her we we're going to go on this trip and she's like, I'm scared. And I'm like, why? She goes, yeah. I don't want to fall out of the plane. Yeah, you mentioned that. And. One thing that surprised me is that they almost didn't give two shits about being in the air. 
like me as a kid, I remember flying and I was always amazed about like, wow, we're flying above the clouds. I'm like looking out the window, like in amazement. Like I thought it was an amazing thing. I, I'll be like, look, look, look at the clouds. Look, look, look how little the city looks. Look. My daughter would look didn't give a damn. <laughs> I'm still more amazed. like amazed by the, the, the fact that we can fly than my kids are. It's crazy. I'm like, come on, man. You put the hell. It's wild. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad that uh that that chapter you can consider it closed and now on to uh yeah, the man. next test. You know what? You could take a you could do like a, a bougie um play date and come up to New York. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's a quick trip. And then we can, you know, hop around in the do snow. Do they have an airport your way? Or it has to be one of the it's, metropolitan it's a, airports in it's, uh, it's about an hour away. Which which is what? Newark. Oh no, man! That's one of the regular airports. Yeah, yeah, it's a regular airport. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not flying into New York with these kids, man. <laughs> New York is wild right now. <laughs> it's wild right now. It's, it's always wild. New York is always wild. something. No, I don't know, man. I think New York is trying to like, like relapse into the '80s right now. Oh, bro! It's I, was and I at, went there in the in the late '80s. And I saw New York. I went to Times Square in that era. Like Ooh, I seen what is it that was. when you went to the Bronx too? That time nah, in the nineties, I went into. Oh, the okay. In the early early night, like 92, 93. So did you see the burnt down buildings? Yeah. It well, some. I can't say that. I can't. I can't say that I saw the the burnt down buildings, Bronx. Okay. That shit was wild. Oh, you just froze, son. Yeah, you're still frozen. Are you going to unfreeze? Can you hear me? Hello? Houston? Goodbye. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. 